are listening or watching this, you are part of the Resistance. So welcome back, everybody, to the Resistance broadcast. We are the official podcast of StarWarsNewsNet.com. I'm John Hoey. Thank you so much for joining us today. This is our Thursday show. Whenever you happen to be listening or watching this, though, it is our discussion show. But we're doing things a little bit differently today. Usually we have a segment, whether it's a focused discussion about one topic or a Kessel Run, which is a list of several things, or we play a uh, guessing game or Star Wars War, a lot of different things. But today, after we get through the Will of the Force and James uh, stops signing, we will talk about nothing. And by nothing, I mean we're just going to have a 30-minute discussion about Star Wars, just as though we're sitting around a coffee table. So we hope you pull up a chair and join us and uh, let us know what you think about that non-format format. But joining me doing that, James and Lacey, guys, how are you? Did you recover from the heavy dose of Resistance Report on Monday's show? And uh, what's going on? Uh, sorry, it's a little hard to concentrate. I think this guy's trying to steal second right now. Because I, I was, I was trying to. So boy. Oh my gosh! All right, whew! Tough crowd tonight. There's Thursday morning. <laughs> <laughs> Uh yeah, I'm fully recovered and and ready to to chat away more about it. Lacey. Excellent. Are you are you good with this ambiguous uh discussion that we're going to have? No, not at all. I hate <laughs> ambiguity. We were just talking about this. It's like one of my weaknesses. Like when you go into an interview and they're like what are your weaknesses? I'm like ambiguity. I need to know everything. So that's where I am. Hi. Cool. Yeah, I think I think the three of us can pull off sitting around talking about Star Wars for 30 minutes. What do you think? It's going to so. be hard. Yeah, I think so. You know what's not going to be hard, though? Will of the Force. You know why? Because it's back, baby. James no! Haney. What? Oh, sorry, buddy. Yeah, James thinks that's his catchphrase. Well, we'll see. Um, let's, uh, let's hop into it. Let's see what's going on this week. I fear nothing for all this as the Force wills it. Oh, he's gonna he's gonna sit there and say, "It's back, baby!" I knew that was coming. Oh, James left his chair, came back, and emphatically said, "It's back, baby." It's back, Baney. There you go. It's back, Baney. All right. (laughs) All right. Will the force this week? You know it. You love it. Five topics. Two patron submissions. Let's get it started. New Star Wars movies are coming, and with those always coming box... Oh, and with those always come <laughs> box is, office predictions. What is with... Oh. You're, you're nuts today. What? Who's nuts? Zany Baney. Zany Baney's out. Let's folks. talk non-Skywalker saga movies here for a moment. Will there be any of the movies from Benioff and Wise or Ryan Johnson that beat Rogue One's box office total of one point zero five billion john (laughs) start this one off for us please do you think you're gonna see anything beating that 1.05 billion dollar mark um not uh that's tough i'm gonna say no um from from out of these movies maybe if they bring back the saga through like Ray and all them, but out of these, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say no. Lacey, what do you think? No, I'm gonna say no. They will not because currently, every time I see a movie that crosses that billion dollar mark, is something that everybody knows. So it's like The Lion King, Aladdin, Toy Story, Endgame, uh, Rogue One. Yeah, but that's tied to (laughs) Darth Vader and to Mm -hmm. Star Wars that we know. So I feel like these movies, unless there's something in it that we kind of know it would make sense, maybe. But I don't know. I I don't think it has the weight that some of the movies that have crossed that mark yet. But again, these are like years later. So I guess we'll have to see. Um, I'm going to say yes. Uh, And the reason I'm going to say yes is because it's it's star wars and i know you could say han solo and other stuff like that but uh, i said han solo but um but i i do really think that that we're moving into a thing now where like if it's if it's a movie that everybody's excited about it's probably gonna cross that billion dollar mark 
And I think that while it it might not be their first one, we've got a couple of Benioff and Weiss movies, and then we've even got, like, Ryan Johnson's attempt and, you know, a couple of those movies as well. And I I definitely think you got to count some of these are going to be crossing uh, a billion. I mean, especially if you start thinking of, like, the third one. Like, I know we don't know what the first one is, but we're going to get one, and then we're going to get two, and then we're going to get that third one, you know? And it's like... These movies are going to cross a billion, so at least one of them will. So hmm. that's where I'm coming from. But I think it, got, I uh, think before Solo came out, I just I assumed every Star Wars movie would crush a billion, and then I was like, wow, like <laughs> like I guess not. But yeah, yeah. and I and again, I think it's just because Solo was in a weird situation. So, but yeah, um, the precedent still stands that you know Solo out of it, you know, every other one has broken a billion. So. All right, Patreon submission. This is coming from Commander Mark uh, Megaha. Megaha. Mark Megaha. Um, Mark wants to know, will episode nine divide the fan base even more? Lacey, you're going to start this one off. Is it just going to get worse? No, I th- I don't think it will. I think they're bringing in elements that are like Palpatine and Lando from the original trilogy. I mm-hmm. think that as we've learned from our episode Clayton almost a year ago, what happened? Uh, mm-hmm. Time has flown by. Um, that it's going to be very fan servicey and and a lot of moments for fans, no matter where you are on the spectrum of whether you liked the Last Jedi or not. So. No, I don't think it's going to divide. I think it's going to bring people together. It's the end of the series, and they're going to tie it in a way, tie it all up so that everybody is satisfied. John, what do you think on this one? Um, I don't think it'll be as bad as The Last Jedi was. I think even people who got into the fighting with that are, like, tired. Mm-hmm. And they don't want to fight about Star Wars anymore. Um, and some people may have left and been like, I'm done, um, which is, you know, the mature choice. I do think there will be issues between like the Ray Kylo stuff. Like if Raylo doesn't happen, those people are going to lose their minds and like attack JJ Abrams and you're going to see that happen. Or if it does happen, people who didn't want it to happen are going to attack JJ Abrams. That stuff's going to happen. Um, but I don't think the f- fan base, um, is going to be fractured kind of like how people felt tlj was i do think overall this movie will be received um well and and honestly there may be people who hated tlj that will vote and uptick this movie just to make it think that it's going to be count as a stick towards him you know what i mean so i i think this movie will be embraced um well well better than uh, tlj was overall um I, I agree with that. I think that it's 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 not going to be as crazy. The other thing, too, is like I think that when Episode Nine comes out, it's not going to be like everybody who hated The Last Jedi is, is also going to hate Nine, and everybody who loved The Last Jedi is also going to love Nine. I think so it's not necessarily like separating it further and like really driving the points home for both parties. I think more likely like there is this segment of people and now when episode nine comes out, if there is divide or, or, or um, you know, uh, turmoil between fans, it would more likely be like this way, if that kind of makes sense. Sorry, I didn't mean to hit my mic. But like some of these people hated and some of the, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's just like, you're going to find lots of people that were like, oh, I hated The Last Jedi. But Rise of Skywalker was actually pretty good. And then the, the other <laughs> way around as well, where it's like, yeah, I really like Last Jedi, but like I was kind of really thinking Last Jedi was good, or Rise of Skywalker was going to be like better than what it was. You know what I mean? I think it's just going to like be another conversation. Will there be divide over the movie? Probably, but like not to an extent that I think is going to be like franchise ruining or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Like w- what people were scared of coming out of last Jedi. Yeah. Uh, all right. Next question. We say, uh, this does not mean he is necessarily force sensitive or a future Jedi or anything like that, but will Finn use a lightsaber again in the rise of Skywalker? Now, John, this one is starting with you. 
are we going to see the return of blue <laughs> lightsaber using what do you think he's like come and get it again um yeah. <laughs> i don't think so um i i pose this because it brings back that whole thing that we've been doing here where it's like jj returning things to as he saw it and how he played with it and played with this galaxy um and it's you know it is possible because crazy things can happen in a movie that's all out war as john boyega put it that may be a very long movie there's a chance maybe he slices up a hon hon so someone could take a nap a little han solo uh throwback but i don't think he's going to i think it was kind of like that was the tease to get people to think he was going to be the jedi and then it wound up being ray and they closed that book and this is finn now he understands his role after the last jedi finally he knows who he is. There's no more exploring about you know who, what he's supposed to be doing. So uh, no, he will. No, no lightsaber for Finn. Just in your action figures, if you want. Lacey, will Finn be holding and igniting another lightsaber? No, I don't think Finn will in the Rise of Skywalker. I I don't think it makes sense for his character. I think from the images we've seen of him in this movie, he seems to be with Poe a lot and he has a gun at some point and he's riding the Han Hans as John calls them. I don't see him wielding one because right now the only lightsabers we know of are Kylo's and Ray's. So to wield one, it would have to be Ray's and why would Ray give that up? Because we, every image we've seen of her, she has it clipped to her belt. So no. She gets knocked out by a tree again. Yeah, I don't think so. I think she's a little tougher in this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm with you guys too. I don't. I don't. I don't Ooh, think that uh, ding, he ding, will. Ding. Um, I think. I think, Lacey, your point of there's only so many lightsabers to go around is a pretty good mm. point. Um, and uh, he's definitely not force sensitive or future Jedi. Just don't see that in the character. I think that's opening up a door that they don't even are not even going to really have time to explain or want to explore. Um, I don't know. I it 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 would be kind of cool if like episode ten did have uh, Finn and Ray as you know Jedi. <laughs> that would be interesting. Poe's still around, but he becomes like the one without the ability. So they have two with, one without instead of two without and one with. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think there's going to be anything going on here with uh with the lightsaber. Or anything Side like that. question, real quick for you guys: mm-hmm. Do you think there's any chance we see Luke's green lightsaber resurface at all in this movie, or do you think that thing just that's gone? I think uh, it. I think that it would be cool if it showed up. Mm-hmm. Who like, would I'd use like it, to though? see it. I don't know. Imagine Ray uses two lightsabers and it's both the Skywalker lightsabers. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Lacey, I didn't picture it as somebody using it. I pictured it like what um, John proposed a long time ago of like, you know, Han's dice and this thing. And there's like all three are together. Like I kind of thought it would be neat just to like see it or its surface, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The only way way I would see it resurface in my head is if Kylo Ren loses his and then he gets that one instead. Oh, like he uses Luke's green lightsaber because... He's a good guy. Because he got redeemed and he's like, oh, well, screw the red one. But at the same time, if you're thinking about Kylo Ren's character, he would never use Luke's because he hates Luke. Even if that was the one he had to use. You know what I mean? Like he would rather not have it than mm-hmm. use Luke's. Um, no, I don't see it showing up. I don't, I don't know if it makes sense. Like yeah, who I didn't would mean, use it? I didn't mean to throw it. I mean, I figured we're just doing a hodgepodge episode in a way. So I just figured that too, if we're talking sabers, I'd bring it up because it just popped in my head. And then in We're the talking about hodgepodge. Fair, we got all these questions. <laughs> That's true. All right. Never mind. Go ahead. What's but the next in, question? In, Oh, okay. Um, the next question is from another patron. Uh, this one's coming from Lieutenant Carl, a.k.a. Darth Hurricane, uh, mm. coming at us with, 
Will we get a new animated announcement at D23 this weekend now that we know Resistance is ending after Season 2? Lacey, this one's going right back to you right at the beginning. Um, Any chance that we're going to get any new animated announcements? No, I don't think they're really focused on that right now. I feel like they're really focused on the live action stuff more than the animated. I think the only animated series they're really focused on of what's coming next is Clone Wars um, and wrapping that up. And I think that's going to take the majority of the attention slash marketing of Lucasfilm slash Disney. I don't think they have anything to promote right now, especially when they're finishing up Resistance. I can't see them announcing another series because they have to finish the other one up first. Um, yeah, no, I don't think that will happen. Yeah, I, uh, I actually agree just to jump in before John, I think you, you, I think that's a great point right now. When D 23 comes this weekend, they want to push resistance and they want to push clone wars to throw in like another thing almost derails how important that second season is. You know what I mean? It almost starts to write a narrative of like, Oh, now we know why it got canceled because they don't mm-hmm. care about it and they just wanted to do this other show, you know. Mm-hmm. So I I, mm-hmm. I think that feeds into that too much. Um and that's why I'm going to say no uh, animated announcements. Not to mention I think they have some other announcements that they're going to make. So uh but John, what do you think about the animated thing? Uh did you get the lemon out of your eye? Just want to make sure. Um very yes. winky. Okay. I think... Tinky I agree winky. With, I agree with you guys. Uh, Carl, I don't think we are going to get anything like that for the reasons they pretty much said. Um, I agree uh, completely. And I don't know what the future is for Star Wars animation. I don't know if they already have stuff in the works. Like, you know, they've said over and over, we've had things uh, that we're developing that you may not see for a decade. And the same goes for what they said about Resistance. They were already kind of producing... Uh, season two, two years ago. So it's possible they're already doing animation work for a future project now, mm-hmm. but it doesn't mean we're going to hear about it. Um, so I don't, yeah, I'm with you guys. I don't think we're going to get any kind of new animated series announcement just yet uh, at this D23. All right. Last question. Wink, wink, wink. Uh, speaking of D23, will we get the Obi-Wan Kenobi series uh, announcement at D23 this weekend? What do you think, John? I should say Don Hoey. You're a wild man, Baney. A wild, wild man. Um, let's do a pie bet and see. No, I'm just kidding. I still get paid. We have for a that song one. called "Danger Wild Man." You know. Yeah, I believe you did have a song called that. Um, I do think. Why not? I already lost a pie bet saying that they may announce it at Celebration. <laughs> so let's kick the can down the road to D23. Um. Assuming, you know, they haven't uh, already announced it since we recorded this. Um, yeah, let's do a D23 announcement. Get Kenobi uh, himself out there via um, Ewan McGregor and officially make it official. Lacey, what you thinking? I'm thinking that I'm standing by what I said two weeks ago, which was that it was happening at D23. Yeah. So, yes, it will. All right, I'm also in that boat. Writing's on the wall on this one. I think that uh, there's just too much coming out. You know, John, you said it a long time ago, and we were thinking celebration, but I don't know, man. As time goes on, as time goes on, as more reports, more reports, it just seems like there's too much fire right now, right before D23, to say that th- that they're not just prepping for that specifically. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm going to go with yes. I think we will get the D23 announcement that the Obi-Wan Kenobi series is officially coming to Disney Plus. And uh, yeah, that's awesome. That's cool. Um, I'm excited for it in a weird way. Yeah, I know. Are you? Are you excited? I want more Star Wars and I'm excited for everybody that loves Kenobi. I'm just, I'm interested to see what this show will be about. So, mm. um, all right. Uh, that is it for Will of the Force. We're going to send it over to Lacey so she can introduce uh, one of our favorite segments, the Patreon Padres. 
Yeah, so guys, this is the Patreon Padres. So we at The Resistance have a Patreon page. It's a way that you guys can support us um, outside of the show. You get exclusive content. And one of the benefits of being a general for us, which is our highest tier, is becoming a part of the show through the Patreon Padres. They get 60 seconds or less to give us their thoughts on a specific topic. So this week we're Mm -hmm. going to Jeremy, General Jeremy, and we asked him, what is Jeremy's favorite John Williams Star Wars track or theme? So let's go to Jeremy. Hey guys, greetings from Batuu. What better way to share a pod race than right here in front of the Falcon? My favorite John Williams score is gonna be something that goes against the resistance, but it's the Imperial March. The uh, sound that comes out when the Imperials are marching or Darth Vader comes out it still brings chills to me every time you think about it uh, you can't go wrong with any John Williams score but to me that one uh, ultimately takes the cake um, so again greetings from uh, Batu, and I uh, hope you're all doing well General Jeremy out all right another one on location this is a trend what? that I love I am loving this trend uh, I'm not surprised, though. He lives there. <laughs> he does. John, what did you think of Jeremy's pod race? Uh, I, I loved it. Uh, thank you for um, taking the time being at a Disney park to, to do that, Jeremy. That's so cool. And I, fe- I almost feel like Carmelo made you like force your hand. Oh. He, 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 <laughs> Carmelo did his from a location from Attack of the Clones. So, um, But great job. I think that was your best yet, Jeremy. Uh I like your pick. Imperial March is, is a staple. They even use it outside of Star Wars in like sports arenas and that sort of thing. It's anyone, even if you're not a big Star Wars fan, you hear it and you're like, that's Star Wars. So uh, I think it, it's one of those transcendent um, uh, uh, tracks. So I think that's a great pick and great background. I'm jealous, um, but you clearly have uh, a cot there somewhere at Galaxy's Edge because you're always there. But uh, you're the man, Jeremy. Thanks. The uh, yeah, the Imperial March thing is is cool. Uh, it's a solid choice. I think uh, I think it was almost like written, knowing that they were gonna do it well because just like if you know anything about music, like the way it, it proceeds and writes its rhythm, and then it's a it's a very simple like three note uh, melody kind of thing. So I um. I definitely think that uh, it's one of like the biggest, most standout songs, and it's almost like a weird, surprising one too, because everybody knows what it is, but they forget that it was—it's not in like the original Star Wars and stuff. It's just like an iconic song, um, and uh, I don't know—it's it's a good choice for sure. Yeah, Jeremy, you did an amazing job. Uh, mm-hmm. Next time you go, please take me with you, um, which <laughs> is probably going to be like tomorrow. So I don't know if I can get to the other side of the country, but just give me like a heads up. Maybe <laughs> I can make the trip. So that being said, great song, great choice. I actually used this song at Celebration 2017. I made a surprise trip down there. So I actually recorded a video to this song of me getting off the plane in black and white and sent it to my friends being like, the evil empire has arrived. <laughs> so it actually worked very well. Um, no, it's totally one of those songs that no matter if you're a Star Wars fan or not, you know what it is, and it's so menacing. It's perfect. So <laughs> excellent choice and great job. I don't know how any general is going to follow that. I'm so sorry. Who's next? I'm I'm sorry. Someone uh, has to be on the ride in the cockpit hitting the buttons like, hey, I'm doing the, I'm the, next, the Falcon. The next pod race is going to be someone with their arm over J.J. Abrams being like, yo, guys, I'm here with J.J. Abrams. <laughs> Yo, shut up on the set of Rise of Skywalker. Hit subscribe. Uh, <laughs> JJ's just like, uh, John Hoey, your impression of me sucks. Smash that like and subscribe button. Uh, yeah. John, yep. now we're going to go into a segment I like to call Somewhat My Nightmare. Uh, into the open, we don't know what's going to yeah. happen discussion. Obi-Wan once thought as you do. Yeah, so... Usually we do, like I said in the open here, um, a discussion on one topic or one theme or one event, current event, news story, or we do uh, the Who Are You game, or we do a Kessel Run, a lot of different segments that you guys have come accustomed to here. But really, guys, I'm saying let's just 
have a little sit around and just talk about whatever we want for the next 30 minutes or so. Like we're just sitting around. So uh, pull up a chair. I hope you guys enjoy this. It's we're, we're instead of staying on target, we're going to stay off target and we're going to just kind of have a loose discussion here. And if you guys think of an idea of what we can call this, where we're literally just sitting around talking, drop it in the comments. But uh, what do you guys, what do you guys want to talk about? I like that weird. Is that 3PO behind you there, Lacey? She, is that the, the Anakin built version of 3PO? Yeah. yeah, I did a Lacey's outpost where I talked about it. So clearly you haven't watched that yet. But I yes, it is. It is a, a naked C-3PO. No, I did not watch that. So let me, can you grab that? Will it, will it fall apart if you grab it? So if you're watching, if you're not it's watching. Wet, legs are a little wobbly. Yeah, if you're not watching actually, on YouTube. It goes both, like it's, it goes all the different ways. Okay. So is that shelf entirely stable? What? That's one of the lines he says when he's walking around in the Phantom Menace. Uh-oh. Not entirely. <gasps> no. <laughs> oh, Lacey just broke 3PO. Now you have to give him a red leg. <laughs> I thought that line was Han. Does C-3PO say that too? Both, yeah. Um, I'm gonna, dude. I'm so gonna I can crush use that you. For who are you? I, I'm gonna crush you in that game when we play it in a few weeks. Crush. Yeah, I guess so. Um, no, it's funny. Who was that person? One of our people uh, commenting in the YouTube said, "Why do you guys record your show in a in a kid's bedroom?" Is that what he said? Yeah, so it was a very interesting week in the comment section of the YouTube, as Dad John Hoey just called it. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> I am a dad. So That's what to... you said. You were like in the YouTubes. All um, right, I'll post about it on the Facebook. Don't worry about it. Yeah. So someone said that we record in a child's bedroom, which I'm flattered if you think my background is a child's bedroom because I have some awesome toys. So I appreciate Lacey- that. Yeah, yeah, John's looks like a normal living room or whatever. But I, I thought he was actually talking about me because I've got like Ahsoka and Resistance <laughs> and stuff. I was like, he's probably talking about me. But yeah, at least he does have all the like toys and stuff. Lacey's definitely looks like Pee Wee's Playhouse. Like it's just a vomit of like toys behind her and stuff. So like James looks like I like Star Wars, but I'm also business. <laughs> <laughs> What? It does. It looks like that would be in an office. Office. Um, but and yeah. I just have this is my downstairs. So I love how James said it looks like a normal living room. Like this is definitely is. not a normal living room. That thing lights up. That Star looks Wars looks like sign. the chill zone. Well, it, do, it looks like a it normal living room. room. You have that it, like it, basic white girl the pattern. The posters on your that rug. are up, or yeah, yeah. Uh, that uh, the, I forget where that rug came from, but it's. I guess it's basic. I don't know what that means. I have to look that up. Probably Target, right? You can look it up on the YouTubes. Yeah. So, James, are you, do you think, what are the chances that the three of us are going to see episode nine together? Slim to none? I don't know, man. It's difficult. Hmm. It's just, it's so close to Christmas and, and like, we're, we're going to have to sort out what, whether we think that's like worth it or not like yeah. is it worth it for the review for us all to be there together or does it or does it matter can we go see the movie and then come home and record the review you know what i mean truthfully like, i think one people, is a little more instantaneous but at the yeah end of the day. i feel like people are just waiting for the pies they don't care about us being together like mm-hmm. for a good reason they just want me and Lacey to get smashed in the face with pies finally because it's gonna True. happen because of the kenobi thing you guys yeah. hear about this? There's a series coming? You know, I didn't want to start off this discussion, but I, I, uh, it's just. I actually I have a question the, for I John. I don't get the Kenobi thing. I really don't get the Kenobi thing. I just, it drives me nuts. Wait, what? What do you mean you don't get the Kenobi thing? Like that they're making it? Like, not that they're making it because like, I, I understand there's like a fan base thing, but to me, it just seems like such a, a response to, to, fans like they want this so we're gonna make it that's not like, always a bad thing dude i understand that but like i my okay i've said this before in the podcast i just want to because the news is fresh and we're coming out like it's definitely happened blah, blah blah and stuff it's just my thing is i don't understand that fans don't want solo like we didn't ask for that it's like you don't want 
blasters and bounty hunters and smugglers and and Han Solo and his faithful companion Chewbacca and starships and being sleazy and and the underworld and and all this stuff like just just think of anything that encapsulates Star Wars and throw it in that's what Solo can be and then go no no I don't want any of that uh, no n- no stay I'm staying far from that what I do want is this guy in this very specific period where he's in a desert. There's nothing going on. He's sitting there. He's thinking a lot. What I really want is a thought, a, a like a thought-driven All story right, about we him. Get it. Yeah, and it's just I I don't understand that. I just okay, but it James, what if the series, since it's a mini series of six episodes. What if the series mm-hmm. takes place over the course of his life and not just in this one period of time? So, like, one episode takes place earlier on. One takes place later. One takes place during that period of time. You know what I mean? How How so, though? Because, like, they couldn't put Obi-Wan in the Clone Wars era again. Is that what you're thinking? Why couldn't they do flashbacks? Um, there, there's a lot they can do. I mean, I... I think you're missing the fact that, like, everybody seems to like Obi-Wan Kenobi. Like, I've no, never no, heard no, no, of someone I get that, that says that they don't like him. I get that everybody loves Obi-Wan Kenobi, and I, I'm trying to sort out why that character and specifically like why this time frame do it, it and i my gut just tells me it's because that was the one of the things that they like from the prequel and there's a perfect opportunity so let's jump on the opportunity that's that's and it's a, not me, so much about the story to me that's enough there there's enough bad star wars that that's content that's been made in my opinion where that is enough for me I mean, I think uh, I I this is I'm way more excited about a Kenobi series than I am Cassian Andor. Like I'll but, be honest but not, with you, but but not Solo. No, I see. It's not that's a, part of the argument too. Is like I James, don't understand not, why the fan base pick, doesn't want Solo. Pick, it's not to me. It's not a pick one, and that's it. Like, right. It's not a this or that. Look at. I mean, make Solo two happen. You're I'm saying not no saying one that. asked for a Solo sequel. It we made it go freaking viral. It's, I mean, it's, it, people want yeah. Solo also, but it doesn't yeah. mean you have to have one or the other. You know what I mean? But I do want to know what Lacey's question for me was. I'm very excited about that. <laughs> yeah, from like a while ago. Oh, yes. My question is... Or am I not uh, going to be excited about this? Why are you so against Matt Smith being in The Rise of Skywalker? Oh. And to follow that up with James, didn't you find a report where it was announced that he was in it? And John, why don't you want to see that happen? Uh, well, I think the report James was talking about was from last August 2018 when Variety said he was going to be in it and be uh, play a significant role. Um, I it's not that I don't it said wa- key key role. Yeah, yeah. Matt Smith. Uh, I forget how it was worded, but you know, uh, is being called upon to play a key role. Um, in Skywalker. I don't know. It's not that I like don't want Matt Smith to be in Star Wars, but I just everything everyone's talking about it. They're like, he's going to be a clone of Palpatine, or he's going to be a young Palpatine, or he's going to be a... I don't want Palpatine played by anyone else but Ian McDiarmid. And even if you want to do a younger Palpatine, you can easily do DH technology to make make him look like how he looked in the prequels. Easily. What if he's a possessed Palpatine, though? Like, he's possessed by Palpatine. Awful. Because I... Why would I want that when you can actually get Palpatine himself, who's a living, breathing actor who said he would come back to Star Wars anytime? Why would I want the guy who played Doctor Who number 55 to be playing Palpatine in He's episode 11. nine? Like, it, that just doesn't make any sense to me. I hope this guy honestly plays a bartender, or I hope he's not even in the movie. I hope that this was the biggest troll job in the history of cinema, just because people are going crazy with all these theories about Matt Smith, and we don't even know if he's in the movie, and people keep saying his name to the point where I don't, like, I, I hear his name, and I'm just like, ugh. Like, even his it name. It is suspicious, though, that he's been canceling some con appearances and supposedly reshoots he's are probably He's probably in the movie, but and maybe he does play a something, a weird character Night that's a Key role doesn't mean main character. Key no. role is like... Maz, Maz Kanata, Kanata was a key was, role. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. 
I, I mean, I, I just, think that's like a go-to example. I just wouldn't want him to play any version of Palpatine, whether that's Possession, whether that's Young Palpatine, a clone of Palpatine, just none of it. Like that. What just... if he voices Claude? Fine. Yeah. <laughs> a key I'm just role, saying, nobody I mean, knows. Maybe. Matt Matt's Claude meant to play is. a land speeder for all I care. I just don't want him playing... <laughs> <laughs> like, he what? Just, he's like a Transformer. He just turns into a land speeder. He's like, I'm Matt Smith. Um... One thing just, is though, I, I, I think the reason I don't want to play anything to do with Palpatine. That's all I'm saying. I'm it's really protective. not trying to th- throw the guy under a boat here, but I I think one of the reasons that in some ways he's kind of connected to Palpatine is this whole idea that he, in a weird way, kind of looks like a, that Emperor. He does, you know, like I I. I don't know how to say that in a nice way because the, he was supposed to be scary. The emperor is supposed to be deformed. No, he has a scary all look, this stuff. Matt Smith. There's something about like the design of his face or something that is is you could easily be like you don't want to. Oh, be- what did the emperor look like when he was real young? Kind of look like this, and it's like it's almost believable. Or or what would happen if like the emperor as the old person was like somehow turned into a young person again but it's i don't know it's kind you don't of want your you don't want your kid playing in a playground outside and matt smith rolls up in a van like the, you just like you don't want that guy <laughs> driving up what near. he's creepy looking what you don't think matt smith is creepy looking so when he plays the 11th doctor he's not creepy looking but he does have the ability to look menacing oh. if he's in certain costumes and makeup mm. yes i still haven't seen doctor who like i'm that's one of those things that I just I don't even know. But what I it wouldn't is. say he has a bad guy look to him like Richard E. Grant does. Like mm-hmm. Richard E. Grant looks like a bad guy. You know what else? What? He likes Star Wars. <laughs> throw it in there. <laughs> to throw it in there. Um, so that's another thing too. The the Richard E. Grant thing. Mm-hmm. Allegiant General Pride, we recently kind of uncovered maybe something that leads us to believe that he is in some sort of control. Like the the shirt says Kylo Ren and the Knights of Ren, but his name is Allegiant General and the the Sith Troopers are tied to something called like the Allegiance First Order. I don't know. It's kind of it's all kind of interesting. It makes me think that maybe the general is also kind of like the general of these people. Mm. And um I don't know. I, there's uh, going back to the, the the beginning when they were casting this movie. They said, um, you know, they they brought him into the room and it was J.J. Abrams and and Daisy Ridley, and they were like, "So are you gonna do it? You know, you gonna do it?" And like when he told me the character, I was like, "Oh, do you yeah, guys remember yeah. this story?" Yeah, yeah. And it's like I I wonder because I think at the time everybody was like, "Does that mean Palpatine and some stuff?" But I think now it was, I think it might have been like, are you going to do the character? And they're like, what character? And then it's like, the character, the guy that controls the Sith troopers and stuff. And it's like that, to me, that if somebody said that, I'd be like, what? Like, you want me to be the guy? Mm-hmm. Like, I think there is something to that. Um, not just like, uh, yeah, I had you in line to be faceless uh, well, general the background. The photo had first him, order guy. him and Hux like, like a father and son photo like not i'm not i know it's not his father don't take that yeah. literally but yeah, it's like I him standing over him kind of thing they i think they're gearing them up to try to overthrow kylo hmm. like kind of like a snaky side team yeah I like just, he comes in and he thinks it's ridiculous that kylo is now the new supreme leader and he's like right. what the heck is going on here right I, I, yeah, yeah i think it could be a situation where hux escalates his investigation and in trying to find what really happened to snoke uh to this guy or something and because i mean general hux is a general so i mean he's up there it's not like if this guy's uh, a general, a legent, I don't know how Star Wars does their ranking. Someone's going to correct me, I'm sure. But I thought he was a legent general. A legent general. So is he mm-hmm. above Hux then, I guess? Is that I what that think means? so because from Thrawn, we learn about the different rankings. They say like so-and-so's this person, so-and-so's this person. It's like you have five blue squares and three red squares. You have six blue squares and four. Right. <laughs> and it sounded like, I forget who it was in the Thrawn excerpt, had the same title as this guy. And he seemed like he was above where Hux would be. Mm. Like he, like, 
is so higher yeah ranked. there's a there's a lot you're saying here so i i think so um savat was the same rank as thrawn they were both grand admirals was there any other titles that were thrown in there? Again, this goes back to I me mean, saying I'm Director bad at military. I mean, it was Director Krennic, Emperor Palpatine, and Governor uh, Grand Moff Tarkin. Grand Moff, yeah, were, Grand Moff. Were the only people in the room. <clears throat> the I other one was Savat, and he was a Grand above. Admiral as well. Hmm. Yeah. Um, and also, the Empire could have different ranking systems in the First Order, so that could be a wash, too. Right. Um, yeah, I, I almost kind of get the impression that there's like... There's the first order that we know and we're aware of, and then they've said that like the Sith troopers are kind of coming from the outer regions and they've been dodging wormholes and stuff. I almost feel like if they were, <laughs> if they were out there, there's probably a general who's been in command of them for at least the time being. Mm-hmm. And then when they show up, it's like, "Hi, I'm the Allegiant General Pride, and I'm here to report my troopers." and Kylo Ren's like, you know, well, I'm the supreme leader, so these guys report to me now or yeah, something. It's possible we hear that Richard E. Grant was, you know, because he's in his 60s. He was around in his 30s when Palpatine was still running the show. And maybe he received some kind of order if I die or if something happens to the Empire, you have to do this. Like, that's possible mm. too. That's certainly possible. Like, is is General Pride part of the, um, uh, gosh, now I can't think of it, the contingency plan? Yeah, yeah. And that's certainly uh, something that could explain where he's been and why we haven't heard of this guy and why all these other guys like Captain Kennedy and stuff have filtered through and died and, you know, we still have Hux and Kylo Ren there. Um, that, I mean, that's, that, that's possible. Do you also think, what if, is it is it possible that, J.J. Abrams is like getting fake leaks put out there too. That like some of these like rumors and stuff we're hearing may be so way off base that when we see this movie, we're gonna be like, "Wow, that was that was out there," or that th- this is way different than I thought it was gonna be. Like, I don't know. Nothing will be more out there than the person that said Anakin was the Thalos Siren. <laughs> Nothing will top that for me. That was theory, right? That was yeah. Like- that was an actual like. Oh, according to someone on set, they said blank. Really? Yes. I'm not even kidding you. Luke milks his dad. <laughs> like, that's what that would have been. That's Dude, so ridiculous. Uh, just going back to that other point for a second, I've been sitting here picturing in my head, like, I, I can't imagine, like, Richard E. Grant getting a moment where he's like, do not lecture me on the First Order. I was there when Grand Admiral Sloan wrote it. You know what I mean? I was there when Palpatine was murdered by your Sith whatever. You know, like, yeah. I just, I could I could see there being a clash of Sith and First Order, mm-hmm. like, you know, religion and military um even within their thing and him coming in and being you know famously a a great actor like giving him these scenes where he's like laying it down and just the same way that like luke threw in the like um darth sidious line we're like first time ever referenced in a movie that's interesting the name the title right um it could be really cool to throw in a, a random title like grand admiral sloan well, just Sidious had been mentioned before, just not, not by, by name. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, Lord Sidious is was, he was referred to that in the prequels. Nope. Yes, I must contact Lord Sidious. One of the viceroy said that in the Phantom Menace. I am gonna murder you in that quote game, dude. <laughs> I will contact Lord Sidious. Huh. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. Boom. I thought you I thought know. that was the you first time Tell they James ever said the Darth Sidious. What? I thought that was the first time that the words Darth Sidious were ever Maybe said. Maybe Darth Sidious, but I'm just I don't saying. Know. Yeah. Yeah, all right. I don't know. Forget it then. Never mind. I quit. I, I just know that JJ's a smart filmmaker. You quit. Let's just stop it. <laughs> that JJ's a smart filmmaker, and he knows probably, he probably asked around since The, the Force Awakens, because that leaked, like a lot leaked from that, and he probably learned his lesson. And he's probably asked around other filmmakers for their techniques on how to protect stuff. Maybe even talk to the Russo brothers. Like, who knows? Uh, I'm sure he he's taken every measure possible, especially him of all people, 
to protect mm-hmm. this movie. So when I'm seeing things like Lacey's like, yeah, I heard the whole plot's online. It's probably fake, but people are saying they have it online. I'm like, that is, that's like impossible for me to believe because even the actors get a few pages at a time and they're the red paper and you got to be in the room and you can't even like the actors barely know the full story. So it's just all so insane to me. And I know we're getting closer, which I guess is a good thing, but I can't Mm -hmm. like the next four months, I think is going to be like all out Thunderdome. Like we've never seen before. All out wool. (laughs) All out wool. Yeah. I think it's going to be crazy. I think by the time we're at like comic con and we're seeing more official info, Theories are going to be, and the trailer comes out, theories are going to be bouncing off the walls. It's going to be nuts. So you think, I'm sorry if we, we've talked about this before, but are you guys leaning on the, uh, on the, uh, behind the scenes coming out at D23 or at, uh, Comic-Con New York? It's New York Comic-Con, uh, D23. I, I know. I, yeah, I know it's called New York Comic-Con. <laughs> Lacey with the the convention authority like this is you put a sorry that was like when I worked for them that was like one of my biggest pet peeves when people put like NY Comic Con or Comic Con of New York I can't wait till we go and I'm gonna be like Comic New York Con Comic New York Con I'm just gonna Comic York Con Hey guys it's John it's John from the Resistance Broadcast here we are at NYC Con and Lacey's gonna be like ah. God, no, please don't do that. Hashtag um, triggered. No. Mm. So, okay, so it's D23 mm-hmm. uh, that we'll get the behind the scenes. I think it, we're going to get a behind the scenes reel where Ian McDermott is talking about returning. I also think we're going to see Claude and he's going to take his little antler things <laughs> and cover his eyes when he gets scared. That's a prediction. That's my, that's my, what I, I see him so not speaking English, but I see him uh-huh. just being like, they're like, Claude, what? And he's like, <laughs> and they're like, <laughs> they're like, he says that they're going to get away if we don't hurry soon. He's like, how can you understand this thing? It's like, I don't know. I picked it up in college or whatever, you know, <laughs> like it's. Not I wonder. College, I wonder if it's but, like modern Star Wars. So he'll speak English, and it'll be voiced by someone in their normal voice. So it'll just be like Az- Aziz Ansari playing Claude, and be like, "The resistance is off the hook." What up? Like, oh jeez. I gotta be honest. Like in Solo, at first, John Favreau's voice like threw me off. Because it's ju- it's it's swingers. It's John like, Favreau. Yeah. I was like, so this is just john favreau like they didn't even like try to like add any filters or like anything Mm -hmm. it's just him talking about like i still think think he has like a little bit of a he speeds up his voice a little bit and maybe makes it a little higher pitch but he's not trying hard no it's really it's kind of like ryan reynolds pikachu it's like okay that's ryan reynolds yeah yeah i agree that was that was favreau favreau like he might as well just been talking about like your money, baby. <laughs> you don't even know it. <laughs> <laughs> speaking speaking of Favreau, too, Lacey, I, I want to ask you, you know, uh, as someone who's, like, not been that excited, but you're starting to get excited for The Mandalorian, this is, like, right around the corner, right? We're talking the likely a Mandalorian trailer, like, this weekend. Mm. Like, yep. I, I just want to know, I don't know. We, we've talked so much about, um, like, marketing and like oh it's here all here's all the trailers you know all of a sudden kind of kind of marketing and uh we barely seen anything as far as the public's concerned they they haven't seen anything you know for the most part besides leaks and like a photo so what's the question (laughs) sorry just talking about mandalorian yeah yeah um all right uh i guess (laughs) it's so lost (laughs) Because you didn't really ask a question, you just stated well, what like, you Lacey, thought about. Do you about get the, the idea? Said, Lacey, you're the one who's kind of on this. What do you think about the state of Mandalorian? I, I have a, I have a question because a lot of people, and it spawns off of what you're saying here, James. Do you guys? How often do you guys talk to people that you know that like Star Wars, but not like we do? Like I talk to my brother to gauge how the public Star Wars fans, like regular Star Wars fans, know how much mm-hmm. they know. 
Mm-hmm. I get a weird feeling that not a lot of people n- even know this show exists. Nope. That's why that's, I mean, that's part of it too. That's kind of my question is like, we're, we've talked a lot about the like, where's the marketing for this movie and why are they being so secretive and stuff? And and one of the things too is like, I just really think they're all in on the whole like, look, we're not going to promote Aladdin until it's this weekend. And then we're not going to promote the Lion King until it's right now. And then it's the Lion yeah, King. But again, I don't like it. that. I don't like that comparison because it's Aladdin and the Lion King, which everyone knows. My brother probably... Yeah, but they could have... My brother teased, probably has I mean, no idea what the Mandalorian for is. Aladdin a year before but they didn't i don't know? care i don't care if they sh- it's aladdin i'm saying okay whatever the the but the, the, okay so take aladdin and the lion king out of it uh the the Mandalorian. it's here it's right now it's coming out like immediately yep. it's the same scenario so i don't understand why you don't like the comparison but there's everyone they're knows getting ready the to lion drop king all and aladdin. okay nobody knows what the mandalorian is i think that you're looking at marketing plans that have worked in the past and you're mm-hmm. looking at a marketing plan that worked for the force awakens, which is, you know, one of the top grossing movies of all time. So mm-hmm. when you're looking at it from a studio perspective, especially higher ups that don't look at the day to day, they just look at the overall picture of things. You're looking at these people going, okay, well this worked last time. So why wouldn't it work this time? So they're doing exactly what they were doing last time, which was not saying a lot of information about it. Yeah. For rise of Skywalker. Right. I think moving into post-solo, I think we live in an age where things are very immediate and people want, like, the attention span of a lot of people isn't long. I mean, we went in the past five years or six years from the average human online watches three to five minutes to get their your attention span between three and five minutes. It's now down to, like, 30 seconds to a minute and a half like in in a couple years. So you're having these people that are trying to do less money, bigger impact closer to the movie cuz they don't see the payback of doing these longer uh marketing plans like months and months and years out when they can just do the surprise aspect at a D23 and say surprise, here's a trailer. Oh, we don't have to pay for anything because it's our own corporate event here you go. And then everybody's talking about it in the moment on social media. And then that alone gives yeah, value. I, I think it, it it's tricky because it, I mean, they know. I'm not saying they're right. I'm saying that's what they're doing. Yeah. Right. But I, I and what I think they're wrong is it depends on what, at what star Wars audience they're trying to draw into this thing. Cause they're probably marketing Disney plus as we have this, but also this, 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 this. It's not just mm-hmm. Star Wars. But if you want to get the Star Wars fans involved and maybe not the diehards who really don't care about Lion King or Aladdin that wherever else is going to be on Disney Plus eventually, like they don't know what the Mandalorian is. So you maybe have to say like, maybe that's why they are going to announce Kenobi. So people are like, holy cow, Ewan McGregor's coming back. That's awesome. All right, that's cool. Star Wars is that. Because the Mandalorian, you know, my brother will be like, is that Boba Fett? Like, what is that? Like, I don't know what this is. I don't care. That's that's what you're coming at me with? So it's very interesting to me, and that's why I'm surprised they haven't tried to push it harder. But maybe yeah. because they're using Kenobi and other stuff to draw people in to then say, here's our first one, Mandalorian, out now. Yeah, I think a good example of this failing was with Dark Phoenix. They assumed that people would show up because it had a like a star-studded lineup with <laughs> Jennifer Lawrence and you know James McAvoy, and it's an X-Men film, so people just assumed that people would show they up. They were and not paying attention. No, nobody cared. I think that's a good example, though, moving forward, that people are really re evaluating their plans and going oh we can't just bank on this franchise anymore oh we can't just bank on these things anymore i think more now than ever before you have consumers that are deciding what they want to see and what they want to go to and what they want to do to very specific wants and needs because people have only so much money and so much time in their lives and so much attention span that they're going to pick and choose what they care about 
I think the craziest thing to me that I've seen over the past few years is the amount of time and effort that goes into releasing a trailer. Because if you think about it, they're making big events about trailers, which are literally commercials. Like all of us go nuts over a trailer. It's literally just a commercial for what we're going to see. And think about it. But they make it into this thing like, oh, tomorrow at noon. Like, why don't you just post it? Why does it have to be this big event of an an ad for an ad? Right. That's what drives me nuts. And and like we've talked about this before, I think on our like heated episode um Mm. like star wars for some reason doesn't capture the social media aspect of marketing which is in a sense free where you can either get a hashtag going hello or um do like put yourself in the cockpit and like they could have done a meme thing with solo like they did with avengers where like did you survive the snap like they could have done that with solo relatively easily and people would have done it just because it's a fun game to do like Snap a picture of your face in the cockpit, retweet it, or like it, it, they did none of that, and it's just like so odd to me because you're set. You're like to your point, Lacey. You're talking about the money they pump into the commercials and and the trailers and putting these together. You can do these way cheaper things that get way more attention in the era where everyone's online. And I don't know why they're not doing that for Star Wars, where we're seeing it with all these other uh, you know franchises. I don't know what the deal is with that i think there's a bit of arrogance that's come with star wars and maybe they learned their lesson hopefully i don't know and i don't think they have necessarily because people have yet to see anything about the mandalorian and we're in august like why is and it's not a, a paid filter? subscription service. like take your picture and you'll have a mando helmet on your head and it'll be a certain color or something like they, 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 well that's getting into do- like nitty-gritty of like marketing campaigns I'm talking about general marketing in the sense of they haven't really said anything about know. anything. Yeah. And someone like, I guarantee my parents have no idea what The Mandalorian is. Yeah, that's right. Like, it's weird. No, no I don't idea. even think like the average Star Wars fan, not, not even like your parents, but I'm saying like someone who's like seen all the movies and they're excited about the new movie coming out. I don't even think they they might not even know what Disney Plus is. Yeah. Let alone yeah. the Mandalorian That's, specifically. I, I, I think you're right. Yeah. D- My Disney, coworker thought it was Boba Fett. That's what I'm saying. They see that and they're like, oh it's Boba Fett. Why are they calling what's the Mandalorian? Is that an event yeah. he's going to? A war? Yeah. Like the, it's yeah. And and here's the truth of it is, you know, hopefully we get that trailer at D23 and when that trailer drops, it's going to be very clear to everyone. They're like, oh, what's this? And then they they start talking about Disney Plus and with the possibilities of the TV show. All the things that we've been talking about for a long time because we're like, oh, Star Wars is going to television. Well, that isn't a reality right now for everybody yeah. except for us. When that trailer drops and people see it, and they get the logo, it's like, I am the Mandalorian. Like, then they're <laughs> like, oh, I get it. It's not Boba Fett. The trailer's like, going to open people with, aren't stupid. this is not Boba Fett. Yeah, I know. But like, <laughs> it, that, it, it will do that. And it will give us some really cool stuff. It'll give us a fight scene between uh, IG-11 and, you know, Mandalorian or something cool. And we're all going to go like, dude, that looks freaking rad. And then they're going to leave it like, up to us. The rest to, of the audience the is going to be in with us. Yeah. What? They're going to leave yeah. it up to us to spread the word to the others. But um, all yeah, right, guys, just invite us to a special theater in L.A. for the for premiere of uh, the first episode or something. That'd be, that'd be cool. Yeah, that'd be nice. <laughs> um, a little pre-Thanksgiving treat. Um, all right. So we're up on time. We got to get to resistance transmissions. We hope you guys enjoyed this kind of uh potpourri of just us sitting around talking star wars a little change of pace let us know in the comments if you like that we'll do that more often where we don't necessarily and Lacey's skin will crawl because she likes to have a, a, a focus <laughs> but um let us know if you like this type of thing where we just kind of open it up and don't really have a, a directive so uh hit up the comments and we listen to you guys so if you like it we'll do it but now we are going to listen to you guys in resistance transmission so Lacey, what is going on all right guys it's time for resistance transmissions this is where we hear from you guys and john puts up a crazy wacky situation on twitter and this week it's an old school caption this and it is the photo of the lovely ryan johnson from the dodgers game where he threw the first pitch and it's just kind of like a what are you going to do about it? 
it's basically my reaction to everything I do in life, which it is, is like, what it is. <laughs> all right. All right. So first up is Scotty J. Rowe at the Scott J. Rowe, who is a Hall of Famer of Resistance Transmission. That's true. He said, listen, people, it's just a movie. I'm assuming that is a response to, to knives the last out. Jedi. Yeah. Knives yeah, out. Knives, yeah, knives out. Yep, <laughs> knives out. Yep. Uh, next is Grandmaster Galen Merrick at G Master G Merrick 08. And he said, Good, our first catch of the day. <laughs> nice. Nice. And John put in parentheses Lacey. That's a notable, like, from The Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> John is so confident with his quotes right now. He thinks nobody else knows the quotes. No, Lacey always hates when I drop Empire quotes. She's like, you always put quotes from Empire from a random general. So there you go. Next is Charles Westcott at Charles Westcott. And he said, and I thought The Last Jedi was my best splitter. Who knew? I'm assuming a splitter (laughs) is is a a baseball pitch. pitch. Yes, it is. Way to get your handle Hashtag sports. Curve ball. Stop pretending you don't like Fast sports. Ball. Didn't you like manage a basketball team or something? <laughs> no. I only know three. Fastball, curveball, and knuckleball, right? Change manage up. Or am I thinking of knuckle puck? Team. No, knuckleball's D2. Good. That works. Knuckleball? Yeah. All right. Those are the only ones I know. You're a knuckleball. Uh, next is Goblin Socks. Love that. At Wiggins Andy. <laughs> <laughs> Which is such like... None of those words work together, but somehow they do. Well, his name is probably Andy <laughs> Wiggins, right? Is it? Let us know, Goblin. <laughs> I bet it is. He said, Ryan Johnson reacting to the news that he ruined thousands of perfectly crappy Snoke theories. jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, what are you going to do? <laughs> Next is Rick Villanueva at Cad Bane's Bounty, and he said, Krennic. Throws a no-hitter. RJ walks to the mound. Krennic, you stand here amidst my achievement. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, bro. (laughs) Next is Rebel Scum Texan at Rebel Scum Texan. And they said, a fan, I don't like The Last Jedi and you're stupid and I hate you. And Ryan said, tell that to Kanja (laughs) Claw. That's a good one. That's good. That is good. (laughs) <laughs> the Kanja Club. Uh, next is Cannon Junkie at Junkie Cannon, and he said, "Will I catch the ball or will I subvert your expectations?" <laughs> oh man! Good job, Jerry. <laughs> and oh. last but not least is As Father and Son at A S F A S nine two, and he said, "Dude, we're talking about bread here." <laughs> now, which to give a yeah. little background to people that are listening, uh. They were talking about the, which I've actually tweeted about this because it is the coolest thing in The Force Awakens, is the practical effect of the the green bread that grows with Rey where she puts it in the water and like touches it and it grows. That was a practical effect that they actually did. It's not CG or anything. So they were talking about how cool it was. And then some guy jumps in the chain of this Twitter thread and is like, I hate The Last Jedi. It sucks. You ruined my childhood. And Ryan just responded with like, dude, we're talking about bread. Like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> not. it's kind of like i the forgot girl. that happened i was confused yeah it's kind of my favorite ryan johnson moment which i have a couple but this is my number one uh some girl was saying that she hated kylo ren and he's a nazi and all this other stuff and ryan just replied with i can see you're upset about this Anne." Yeah, <laughs> it is like one of the prime Ryan Johnson. Like I want it on a T-shirt. I'm sure it exists. I don't know how he's on social media. I would he lose probably my laughs. mind. Ugh. He probably laughs hard. And I, I honestly think I would he's like sit. me. Like, yeah, it can affect you to a certain degree. But I'm like, I don't know, man. To like any any of this stuff, I'm I'm just like, it's not affecting me. Yeah, I would love to sit and just like have a beer with Ryan Johnson as he reads people's tweets to him, to me. And we can laugh together. Like and bond. the Kimmel thing where they do the yeah, celebrity. Not read. even that. Oh, not he even, needs to like, be on a, that. Could you a imagine? A couple of buds. Oh, I yeah. See. Jimmy Kimmel should do that. Yeah. He should do a mean tweets just with Ryan Johnson. Oh, Star Wars mean tweets. And it's all the actors and the no, directors. No, just Ryan Johnson. Well, I he get it. He could fill yeah, an hour yeah, for sure. Too, but yeah. yeah. 
Ryan, we love you. Okay, guys, thank you so much. If you want to be on the show, make sure to follow us on Twitter at R-B-A-T-S-W-N-N. And every week, John puts up some crazy, wacky situation like this one. And you give us your best. Situation. Situation. Uh, I've been watching. <laughs> it's like you wa- said it right, but it sounded so wrong. I know. you say I it know. wrong every week. But at the same time, so guys, I've been like obsessed with this show called Shit's Creek lately. It's amazing. It's Canadian sitcom. It's hilarious. And Catherine O'Hara is on it from like Home Alone, Beetlejuice. And she has this like accent that she does that's really weird. So I've been catching myself saying things weird. So like I had a moment of like self-consciousness where I was like, did I say that weird? But I just said it normally. Anyway, yes, you put up a situation online and then, or John puts one up and then you guys give your answers and that's it. So back to you, John. Hey guys, thanks so much for listening and watching, being a part of the resistance. We love having you guys um, twice a week, every week, always and forever free. Um, so make sure you subscribe to us on iTunes, which is now known as Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube, Stitcher, Podbean, everything. Uh, and also you can go to uh, tpublic.com slash user slash resistance broadcast to pick up some of our merch, like our Make Solo 2 Happen t-shirts, which are flying off the digital shelves, folks. Let's be honest. Um, you can also, as always, and you should, go to Star Wars Newsnet. Dot com every day for your latest news, reviews, editorials, information, and more. As uh, Lacey pointed out earlier in the show, you can support us by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. We have five tiers. For just $2 a month, you get page access and uh, simply to support us, which we appreciate, all the way up to tier five. And as each tier goes up, you get different benefits and perks and access and stuff like that. Uh, but uh, check out the page and... Um, let us know what you think, because we're very passionate about it and giving you guys legit content on there. Uh, so I want to say a special thanks to our generals on our Patreon page, which are Carmelo, Brian Shalito, Andrew Staley, Len Brown, Neil Lowry, the guy you saw before in front of the Falcon, Jeremy Myers. Great job, Jeremy. Neil Shaw, David Probus, and Val Trichkoff. We salute you. Thank you so much for all of your support. And again, um, a lot of new people have been joining us. Uh, in the TRB family and audience. So thank you for spreading the word and please keep doing so. If you have friends who like Star Wars, just like we talked about, we have casual friends and family that like Star Wars, have them check out the show with you and uh, have them join the TRB uh, audience. Uh, We appreciate that. Uh, You guys can find me on Twitter at Johnny Hoey and writing and editing at StarWarsNewsNet.com. James? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Meyer Trunks. Make sure to give us likes and please comment on the video. Yes. Lacey. People can find me on Twitter at Lacey Gillerin, and I can't wait to talk about D23 on Monday. Oh, Lord. Yes. So we guys, we guys, it is late. It is late. Uh, I hope you guys. In, in the morning. Yeah. It's it early Thursday morning. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just, yeah, I, I'm it's breaking, like I'm right breaking now. the case vape here. Um, thank you guys again. Enjoy your weekends. <laughs> Enjoy all the stuff that D23 gave you. And uh, we will talk about it all on uh, the podcast uh, Monday morning. So we are going to cover all of that and give our takes on all that goodness. But until then, enjoy your weekends. And we'll see you next time right here on the Resistance Broadcast. <laughs>